God is good. All the time. And all the time. Glory Look at your neighbor and tell them, you're looking good this morning. <laughs> we don't celebrate ourselves. Who will? Without taking much more time, I'll quickly go into the message. You know, when we lift up our hands in praises, we are not lifting it up because we feel like doing so. We are lifting it up because God deserves our praises. He deserves our adoration. He deserves our total surrender. It's a way of surrendering to God through that. We can't do it on our own. It doesn't mean that heaven is directed up there. Hallelujah. It means that we are actually trying to surrender to Him. I want to quickly go into the message this morning by to how to receive forgiveness. I'd like us to bow our heads as we pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word, which is near us. We thank you for not leaving us without direction, without a focus. We thank you for your provisions. We say, let your name be highly exalted forever in Jesus' name. As we go into your words, perfect all that concerns us in Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah. How to receive forgiveness from God. Word of God says that without faith, it is impossible to deal with God. For you to relate with God, it must be by faith. Because no one has seen God. For the Bible says that he that must come to him must believe in his existence and that he rewards those who seek him diligently. Have you seen God? But you can see the work of his hands. So for you to receive forgiveness from God, it must come as a result of belief. Praise God. Now, through his word, the written word of God, we should be able to learn his ways and how to receive his forgiveness. I will take my reading from the book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. I read, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I take it again. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful. If you confess it, he is faithfully ready 
forgive the sin and to cleanse us from the impurities everything that comes with it how to receive forgiveness from God like I said earlier on without faith it is impossible to please God now what is forgiveness? forgiveness is the act of letting go of the anger resentment bitterness and the need of vengeance against those who have offended us now if we must receive forgiveness from God it means we receive the pardon from him expressing anger or the need of vengeance against us if we are wronged him in any way hallelujah what of God said that if we say we have no sin we make God a liar and the truth is not in us now all of us as the scripture said have sinned and fall short of the glory of God if all have sinned and falling short of the glory of God that means all men are subject to God's anger bitterness and vengeance against us why did the scripture says all have sinned because of course the man that was born in the scriptures with blindness when the disciples asked Christ who sinned they were not able to take their time to refer back to how sin entered the world in fact that child was a sinner that newborn child that child that they were not able to take reference to because the man was born with what blindness the disciples asked Christ who committed the sin is it the child or the parents but I'm going back to how the child is guilty of the sin. David knew this. That was the reason why he said, In sin, in a mother was conceived. Hallelujah. That child was a sinner. Everybody was born a sinner. Which is the reason why we all need to be born again. We all need to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now, let me take you to the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12. I read, Wherefore, by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Who the Bible was referring to, which was the man that sin came into the world through him, was Adam. As a matter of fact, God never plan that any man should live and die. All together. He planned that everybody will live forever. And that was the reason why even in the days of Methuselah, he lived as far as, as long as 969 years. But 
as time went by, it began to decrease. Whereby people started expecting to be averagely 80, 70. They believe that they have lived well. But the sign that men were supposed to live longer, for as long as they want to live, was the ripple effect that happened during the days of those who lived long. Altogether, some lived 400 years, 500 years, as a death. How to receive forgiveness? In order to receive forgiveness, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner. In fact, so one of the reasons why you need to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus is because of the fact that you were born into sin. I mean, the reason why you need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior is because through his blood, he put a stop to the pattern of what? Sin. The Bible says that for there is now no condemnation to him who is in Christ Jesus. If you are not in Christ, you are eligible. You are positioned for God's anger. In fact, God is angry at you. Hallelujah. Because it was by him that God planned salvation. And salvation is to be set free from sin and its penalty. How to receive forgiveness of God. Forgiveness would be received only by absolute trust in God. I mean, His faithfulness. If you have wronged your father in heaven and you confess, you must believe that He has forgiven you. And when you have received that forgiveness by belief, you need to delete that confession and every activity around it away from your mind. Praise God. If you have confessed whatsoever it is, believe that He has heard you. Believe that He is faithful and just. And his own role is to cleanse you from all righteousness. I mean, the next you should adopt is believe that he has cleansed you from all righteousness. A lot of people do not understand the concept of receiving forgiveness of God, which is the reason why when they make mistakes, when they sinned, even if they are taking their time to seek the place of God, the place of prayer, of forgiveness, they still later on go on with the guilt altogether. They still acknowledge the guilt of what they have done, which they have compared the sin for. You cannot stop your mind from bringing back old records. But you can overcome that voice by the written word of God. I mean, when you 
bring back what the written word of God has said about receiving forgiveness. He says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just, and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What am I trying to say in essence? There will be a time whereby some voices will keep telling you that ah, you that you did this in Gennady, that you see we have confessed already and you have repented of it. Ministering spirit from the pit of hell will come back and come and refer you back. What you need to do is to overcome him by the written word of God. I mean, you start meditating on the word of God, believing you have been forgiven, or you shout, get behind me, Satan. Acknowledging the guilt of the sin you have confessed to God is as good as bringing back with it the consequence. All together. The fact that you have received forgiveness from God does not mean that you will not go through trials. If you receive forgiveness from God, it doesn't mean God Almighty is not going to try you or test you. When the test may come in a way you do not expect, don't you ever feel for one moment that the test you are going through is the consequence of the sin which you have what? Confessed. This is where we all mix it up. As a matter of fact, God did not create anyone to be without a mistake. God did not bring anyone to live above mistakes. I mean sin now. But through the blood of Jesus, through repentance and confession, which is a provision you have as a Christian, you are free from sin and its consequence. In other words, you make a mistake when you commit sin, you run to God. All together, confess your sin before Him. Also, take your time to acknowledge that you have been forgiven. Hallelujah. And let it stick in you before you leave that place. If not, you will start finding yourself expecting punishment for what you have been forgiven for. But God is not angry at you. As a matter of fact, if you are in Christ Jesus, God has become weaker than your mistake. In other words, it is not okay for you to live in sin's consciousness. God knew that you would be imperfect even after you must have received salvation. That was the reason why he said in his word. He says, do not sin, but even if you would. In other words, avoid mistake. But even if the mistake is beyond you, there is somebody sitting at the right hand of God interceding for you. This is the reason why 
you will never be seen as a sinner if you are in Christ Jesus because he will be speaking for you. This does not, however, mean that you should go on sinning. All together. As a matter of fact, because of Christ Jesus, because of his shared blood, God is not even seeing you. He's seeing the blood of Jesus. Because you have been covered by the blood. You have immunity. Which is what we call grace. But do not abuse grace. Do you know what sin consciousness does? It robs you of authority. The guilt of sin is as good as the sin. And God hates sin. Make sure you run away from the guilt of sin. Do everything you can to run away from what? The guilt of sin. After you must have confessed to God. Do everything within your capacity. Because when you start living in the guilt, it is as good as the sin. And God hates sin. I don't know who is getting the message this morning. In other words, you bringing the thoughts back is you inviting God's anger against yourself. Now, Christ the Holy One, when he was on the cross, the moment he acknowledged that he was carrying the sin of the whole world, God turned his face against him. He could not feel the presence of God one beat, which was the reason why he cried, Elohim, Elohim, Mama, Sabbath, which translates, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was conscious at that point that he was carrying the sin of the whole world, and God turned his face against him. The only one God could turn his face against him because at that point he began to acknowledge why he was on the cross. You who is living in sin consciousness all the time and you are raising plenty prayer points, God will turn his face away from you. It's that simple. God hates sin. He loves you, but he hates what? Sin. So if you carry what God hates, because of what you are carrying, God will not want to turn his face to you. I don't know if you understand it. God may love you, but if you begin to carry sin consciousness, God will turn away from you. If you confess your sin, also believe that he is faithful and just, and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The next thing you need to do after you must have done your confession in sincerity, forget about it. It is very dangerous to live in the guilt of what you have confessed before. Because it's as good as bringing back God's anger and his wrath on yourself. A lot of people make mistakes, but they keep living in the guilt of it. God hates sin with passion. He has a perfect hatred for sin. If you are carrying sin consciousness, living in guilt, God is not happy with you. So the mechanism of forgiveness has not been yet understood long enough 
which is the reason why a lot of people they live and they live unfulfilled lives because they continue to live in the guilt of their mistakes and old errors after they must have confessed their sin to God. If you have confessed your sin to God, it doesn't mean that you should pay for it all your life. Somebody has already paid for it. You can't carry the load by yourself, which is the reason why you need to pay in Christ. These are some of the benefits you have when you are in Christ. Go and check everybody you see in the scriptures, whether they are that was perfect. It was only Christ was perfect in the scriptures. Moses, who encountered God on the mountain, who God spoke to, don't marry except from the tribe of Israel. He married out of the tribe of Israel. As human, it is almost a norm for you to commit mistakes and error. But don't kill yourself on top of it. That's what I'm saying. There is provision for you. Tell about Jesus is your provision. God Almighty made the provision of Jesus so that you will be free from sin. Which is the reason why people should accept Christ wholeheartedly as their Lord and Savior and also live in its consciousness always. Accepting Christ as the Lord and Savior does not end at carrying tracts and sharing inside the bus or preaching at bus terminals. It does not end there. Hallelujah. Your consciousness is where it starts and where it also ends. Hallelujah. Have you been pre-programmed long before now to only see the mistakes and the wrongs of others? Make sure you change the narrative because God Almighty has not placed you as an assistant judge to see the mistakes in others. Hallelujah. Assistant judge or assistant God to help observe the mistakes of others. Do you know that this is what we do in Christendom? That man, you may not tell him directly, but you have your reservation. He's a sinner. That's what I'm saying. You see people by their appearance, by one action they display in front of you, and you make your final conclusion. Hey, they suspect that woman. This woman be saying that they put anybody in love for yard. That woman, if you be willing to. Nobody the other is a fan and come. It's just not the wicked woman to this woman. No one trouble you. That's what I'm saying. You read people and just draw conclusion. That is the way you have been pre-programmed. What of God says that do not judge so that you also not be judged. Matthew chapter 7 verse 1. So the measure in which you judge others, the same measure will so be judged. Hallelujah. Christ was friend to the 
pass collector. The owner of the Baba Jebel joint of his days. He was friends with them. Do you understand? Those simple people pass as bad. Those are the people Christ associated himself with them the most. But today, how many Baba Jebel boot owner do you have as a friend? How many known prostitutes do you have as a friend? You don't want them to contaminate you. The Bible says that you should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Who are the unbelievers? You are saved to save others. If you have been truly saved, you will see the need to save somebody. You are not fully grounded in what it means to be saved. That's why you are not seeing the need. If you have been saved, you will see the need for somebody to also be saved. To be saved does not mean that you come to church very early on Sunday morning or dance so well during the church service when the praises and worship session is going on. Anybody that is not consistent in his mind as to his opinion of God is an unbeliever. So, in the church, inside the church, there are people whose opinion of God is not consistent. When everything is going fine, they begin to say, God is God all the time. But when they go in, is wrong. God, why me? They are also inside the church. If you fall into that category, you are not a believer. A believer is consistent in his opinion of God. In other words, there are some of your acquaintances in the church who you do not associate with very much. Because when you associate with them, you'll be counting days and your days will not count. Ah, I've been in the, I've been, no, I've been church for the past six years. We were just come yesterday. The person who just come yesterday, if his mind is consistent and straight towards God, he will receive before you. It's not by how many days you have been present, but you making the days count. The person can join the church in a month and everything will transform. Just as the person can also be in the church for long and the person and also not be transformed or be transformed. Hallelujah. The Bible says that believe in God. Believe in his prophet. When it, it comes to our dealings with God, God will not reduce his standard because of you. If you are in pain and you are not able to exercise pain, you will get there. In other words, if you don't believe in God's capacity to set you free, why would you want to set you free? The Bible says, only faith, this is him. God will not respond to your request because you have suffered for long. He will respond to your request when you begin to take some leap of faith. Then he will help you when you start taking some leap of faith. Don't leave everything to him. Like I said earlier, if you have to pray to God concerning a need, 
Don't think that leaving it for God. Don't leave it for God. Start waiting in expectation. Based on the request you have made. If you are not expecting, nothing will happen. Do not be among those who would ignorantly conclude that I've prayed to God in his time. Everything will be beautiful. You console yourself with the scriptures while you should be applying the mode of expectation. You don't console yourself with the scriptures. Hallelujah. The fact that you are putting the scriptures to back your ignorance of does not mean that God will move. God will not move. Even if you are quoting the scripture, if you are quoting it wrongly, you will not move. This is the reason why it will require a high level of understanding to be able to communicate and relate with God. And understanding will come when you are fortified with the required knowledge. Because you are somebody to learn and you have just heard, maybe you entered a church program, for example, and what they are preaching or teaching at that time falls on that way they say you need to pray without ceasing you need to pray man needs to pray and not stay and you don't hear those short words and you begin to summarize that you need to pray consistently if you pray consistently without understanding people of god your prayer will go nowhere you only be stressing yourself for nothing God does not respond to emotions, he responds to faith. As a matter of fact, when Lazarus was sick and nearly to die, was Christ moved? He was not. Is there anything too hard for God, church? There's nothing too hard for God. Sometimes in the process of being, you know, overzealous or under pressure, sometimes we allow some things to happen that could make the issue to be more complicated in other words when you are under pressure stay calm because there is no impossibility with god hallelujah a child is complaining of stomach pain and uh, is really you know showing how much the pain is and you begin to fear because you had a nightmare two days before. And you run towards a pharmacy. And you could not check the expiry date of the drug. And you rush over and administer the drug to the child. And the child finally dies. Who will you pay? This is the reason why I said when patients come up, make sure you are what? Calm. Because person when they cry, suppose they zero. Don't lose yourself completely when there is tension and pressure. After you must have confessed your sin to God, don't wait to hear or don't expect to hear a voice telling you from your dream in your sleep, Oh my child, I am forgiving you. You will not hear it. Hallelujah. After you must have repented of your sin and confessed the sin, you receive forgiveness by trust 
Satan and God's faithfulness. After you have confessed your sin in sincerity and made a decision to repent of it, may God bless His word. Don't.